Hi everyone, I'm Dave. And I'm Marvin. It's day 11, and this is God's Big Story. Season 2! <laughs> it's a story. It's big! Never boring. No way! For his glory. Always! It's God's Big Story. So hello boys and girls, welcome back, and we have made it to week three of season two. Hi everyone! Nobody knows what he's gonna ask now. It's Marvin the Friendly Curious Cow. Hey Dave. Hello Marvin. So, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing good Dave, yeah. I'm excited for our new Monday feature. Oh yes, of course. So, well, do we have a jingle? Oh, do we ever Dave, yeah. Oh, I had so much fun with the jingle guys. Oh really? Yeah, although it was crazy, did you know they had never heard of a kazmu? A, a what? A kazmu, Dave. Okay, what's a kazmu? Oh no, not you as well. Oh gosh, a kazmu, Dave, it's a little musical instrument that you moo into, and you know, it kind of makes your moo into sort of a buzzy sound. Oh wait, wait, do you mean a kazoo? Oh, you know, that's what the jingle guy said, but uh, no, no, you moo into it, Dave, it's a kazmu. I see. Okay. So, I assume I'm about to hear you guys with kazmoos? Oh, you sure are, Dave. Hit the button. <laughs> it's Monday. It's Monday. It's Bible Racing Monday. Where's that verse? What's that word? Find it fast and beat the herd. It's Monday. It's Monday. It's Bible Racing Monday. <laughs> okay, I like it, Marvin. That was fun. Yeah, thanks, Dave. Okay, so boys and girls, we all know what happened last week. I set you a target of 10.4 seconds, and I'm going to be honest, I thought 10 seconds, that's pretty quick. I'm sure the boys and girls will all try their best, but next Monday I'll be sitting here saying, well done everyone, we had some really good times, but nobody quite got there faster than I did. Well, yeah, but that's not what happened though, is it, Dave? It's not, boys and girls. In fact, 10.4 seconds didn't even make it into the top three. Yeah, you got schooled, Dave. I did. So, our fastest time, and the current day six champion, with a time of 5.82 seconds, which, by the way, is ridiculously fast, is my old friend, Miss Eden Buntich, from all the way over in Washington State. So, congratulations, Eden. I don't know if anyone will ever beat that, but, well, I guess we'll see. Okay, so, Marvin, I need to kick this up a gear. Have you got our verse for day 11 Bible racing? Oh, I sure do, Dave. Yeah, this week, we're going to the Old Testament and I happen to know what book we're reading today, so yeah, today we're going to be racing to find Amos chapter 5, verse 9. Oh, okay, yeah, I'm not so good at finding all those little Old Testament minor prophets, although I guess this year I should get a lot better at it, but yeah, I think this time I might go from the contents page. All right, so I'm ready. Boys and girls, if you're racing with me at home, hit pause and get yourself set, and Marvin will tell us when to go. Okay, here we go, everyone. So, find the first word of Amos, chapter 5, verse 9, in 3, 2, 1, go. Okay, here we go, boys and girls. Oh, at a terrible start, right, where Psalms need to go. Oh, it went right to Amos, that's great. Uh, chapter 3, chapter 4, chapter 5, verse 9, first word, with. Hmm, not bad, Dave. That was 11.3 seconds. Okay, well, I guess we'll see how that measures up this week. I have to say, I got pretty lucky there, boys and girls. I was in Psalms, which is miles away, and then I flipped forward right to Amos. But slower than last week, I guess we'll have to wait and see how you guys did. So, yep, as always, let me know your times, either on Facebook, via the website, woodendonkey.org, 
or you can email us at youth at edengrove.org. Yeah, get them, boys and girls. Beat them again. All right. Well, as you said, Marvin, having finished our time in First and Second Thessalonians, we're going to our next prophet, the one that we just found, in fact. And yes, we're going to spend six days reading the book of Amos. Okay, great. So, yeah, I guess it's time to call the professor. Sit down, relax, let them know interruptions. <laughs> it's time for book introduction. Yeah, it's me, the professor. <laughs> Everybody? Hey, Professor. Hello, Professor. So, yes, today we're starting the book of Amos. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, remember the three questions? Question one was, who wrote it? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, Amos wrote the book of Amos. Now, as well as being a prophet, he was a guy who owned some sheep and grew some figs in the southern kingdom of Judah. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> Okay, okay, so that's who he was, so then who was he writing to? Okay, so Amos has a message for lots of the nations surrounding Israel and Judah, yeah, but mostly he's writing to the northern kingdom of Israel, yeah? And I'm afraid it's not good news. Okay, I see. Okay, so question three then, kind of what's happening, what's going on? Okay, so yeah, as we've already kind of said, Amos was writing after the nation of Israel had split into two kingdoms, yeah? We had Israel up to the north and Judah down to the south. Mm -hmm. So a king called Jeroboam II is the ruler of Israel, yeah? And he wins lots of battles and he probably makes lots of money, but I'm afraid he's not a good guy. In fact, he's one of the worst. So, Israel, with him as king, they're worshipping lots of false gods, yeah? And they're not following God's commands at all! Mm, it's a big mess. And so, yeah, God is pretty fed up with them. That's what we'll hear about in Amos. I don't know if you remember, but the first king of the northern kingdom of Israel, his name was Jeroboam, yeah? And he set up two golden calves there for the people to worship. Oh yeah, of course, Professor. I always remember the cow stuff. Okay, yeah. Well, Amos marches right up from the southern kingdom of Judah to the golden calf shrine, you know, where they worshipped the calf, at a place called Bethel, and that's where he gives his messages. Oh, wow, he wasn't messing around. Ah, no, he wasn't. Perfect. Thanks, Professor. So, yes, mostly Amos is going to talk about Israel, but actually, as we'll hear today, he starts by talking about their neighbours. Their neighbours? How do you mean, Dave? Well, you see, all the nations around Israel, well, they have been sinning and doing lots of evil things as well. So before he gets to Israel, Amos talks about the countries that are all around them. And it's kind of like he's drawing a circle around Israel before he gets to the bullseye right in the middle. Today, in chapter 1, we'll hear a short message from Amos for each of the peoples of Damascus, of Gaza, of Tyre, of Edom. Oh, hey, those were the guys we heard about in Obadiah. Yep, that's right. Then the people of Ammon and then Moab. Now, in each of those messages, Amos talks about the bad things the people have done and about the punishment that God will send. And there's something that is included in the punishment of every one of those nations. Amos says that God will send what? So, boys and girls, see if you can hear what the thing is that God is going to send on each of those nations. Okay, got it. 
And then almost right at the start of the reading, Amos compares the sound of God's voice to a couple of things. So what are those things? Okay, yeah, so what is God's voice like? And then what is God going to send to every one of those nations when he punishes them? Got it, Dave, I'm ready. So Dave, who's going to be reading Amos for us? Our reader for Amos is going to be Bryn. Oh, she is? Oh, she sounds so funny, Dave. I love American accents. Now, you be careful, Marvin. You know, we have more American listeners than we do from anywhere else. So you probably want to be nice to them. Hey, I said I loved them, Dave. (laughs) Hey, Bryn, say bananas in pajamas. Bananas in pajamas. (laughs) That's great. Okay, take it away, Bryn. Hello, everyone. Today's reading is Amos 1-1 to 2-3. These are the words of Amos. He was a shepherd from the town of Tekoa. Here's the vision he saw concerning Israel. It came to him two years before the earthquake. At the time Uzziah was king of Judah, Jeroboam, the son of Jehoash, was king of Israel. Here are the words of Amos. He said, The Lord roars like a lion from Jerusalem. His voice sounds like thunder from Zion. The grasslands of the shepherds turn brown. The top of Mount Carmel dries up. The Lord says, The people of Damascus have sinned again and again, so I will judge them. They use threshing sleds with iron teeth to crush Gilead's people. So I will send fire to destroy the palace of King Haziel. It will burn up the forts of his son Ben-Hadad. I will break down the city gate of Damascus. I will kill the king who lives in the valley of Avon, that evil place. He holds the ruler's scepter in Beth Eden. The people of Aram will be taken away to Kir as prisoners, says the Lord. The Lord says, The people of Gaza have sinned again and again, so I will judge them. They captured whole communities. They sold them to Edom. So I will send fire to destroy the walls of Gaza. It will burn up its forts. I will kill the king of Ashdod. He holds the ruler's scepter in Ashkelon. I will use my power against Ekron. Every single Philistine will die, says the Lord and king. The Lord says, The people of Tyre have sinned again and again, so I will judge them. They captured whole communities. They sold them to Edom. They did not honor the treaty of friendship they had made, so I will send fire to destroy the walls of Tyre. It will burn up its forts. The Lord says, The people of Edom have sinned again and again, so I will judge them. They chased Israel with swords that were ready to strike them down. They killed the women of the land. They were angry all the time. Their anger was like a fire that blazed out. It could not be stopped. So I will send fire to destroy the city of Teman. I will burn up Basra's forts. The Lord says, The people of Ammon have sinned again and again. So I will judge them. They ripped open the pregnant women in Gilead. They wanted to add land to their territory. So I will set fire to destroy the walls of Rabbah. It will burn up its forts. War cries will be heard on that day of battle. Strong winds will blow on that stormy day. Ammon's king will be carried away. So will his officials, says the Lord. The Lord says, The people of Moab have sinned again and again, so I will judge them. They burned the bones of Edom's king to ashes, so I will send fire to destroy Moab. It will burn up Kerioth's forts. Moab will come crashing down with a loud noise. War cries will be heard. So will the blast of trumpets. I will kill Moab's ruler. I will also kill all its officials, says the Lord. Thanks, Bryn. Okay, Marv, how did we do? 
Okay, I'll do the god's voice bit first. So Amos said that god roars like a lion and that his voice sounds like thunder, I think. Right? Yep, that's right. Good work. And then I think the thing that was in all of the punishments was that God was going to send fire. Yeah, excellent, Marvin. That's right. And you know, fire is a pretty good picture of God's holiness. You see, when it comes to evil and sin, God doesn't put up with it. He can't be around it. He can't ignore it. Because he is holy, he actually can't just let it go. It goes against who he is. And ultimately, God will always just burn it up and destroy it. And so that's the picture that God gives these other nations, God's fiery judgment on their sins. Yeah, it's pretty serious stuff, Dave. Yeah, it sure is, boys and girls. And we've said many times before, if that's all we heard about in the Bible, well, it would not be good news for us. Because just like God can't ignore all these nations' sins, well, he can't ignore our sins either. God's fiery holiness would destroy us, just like it would destroy the people of Damascus and of Tyre, of Edom, of Ammon, and all of these other places. Yeah, but we have Jesus, huh, Dave? Yes, we do. Because just as God is holy and he is just and he is a righteous judge, he is also the God who came to rescue us from that judgment, who came to take that punishment for us so that we could go free. So today, boys and girls, thank God that Jesus came to rescue us so that we don't have to fear God's fiery holiness, but we can actually worship and be glad about his holiness because it means he will one day do away with all sin and death forever. Hooray! Exactly, Marvin. And, well, we are definitely out of time for today, so we will say goodbye and we'll be back tomorrow for another Moose Day Tuesday. Okay, yeah. Bye, everyone. See you tomorrow. Oh, don't forget to send us your Bible racing times. Goodbye. We'll see you soon. God's Big Story is a ministry of Eden Grove Presbyterian Church. Music and jingles by Dave, Josh, and Josh. For more information and further resources, visit woodendonkey.org.